Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I <laughs> Welcome to Kids Birthdays. My brother's name is Ozzy and I'm Die Boy. Thank you for missing from Mommy's podcast. This episode is proudly brought to you by Bloom Birth Pools. They are new to the New Zealand market and the pool is designed in New Zealand. It features thick but soft non-toxic materials in a gentle white colour ready to make any birthing space so beautiful. A bespoke design with each feature thoughtfully included to elevate the beautiful experience that birth can be. Tegan is the mum on this episode and she has her own water birth at home. So she has experienced exactly that and has designed the birth pool as a result. It's got some really incredible features. It's thick and durable, sweet but subtle affirmation printed on the side. It's fast inflation and deflation. It's got a little seat for extra comfort. It has four handles, two on the inside, two on the outside. It drains from the bottom. It's the perfect size for movement and it's not too big. So Tegan has literally thought of it all. Make sure you go and check out Bloom Birth Pools. I'll tag them in the show notes and on socials. Thank you for sponsoring this week's episode, Tegan, at Bloom Birth Pools. You are a superstar. Kia ora and welcome back to Kiwi Birth Tales. I am your host, Jordan. I'm a mum of two. I've got Jai, who is four, and Ali, who is two. I also have a business baby, which is your birth project, Your birth project is the online hypnobirthing course you need to create your best birth. Don't let the word hypnobirthing put you off. It is not some like hippy dippy, you're going to be hypnotized and then wake up and your baby's here. Although wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Um, It is very much an inclusive birth course. It includes you, it includes your birth partner and it includes all types of birth. It is going to give you the education that you need to have your very best birth, make informed choices throughout the process, and just have the education, like knowledge is power in birth. So go and check out your birth project to create your best birth. Today I'm speaking with Tegan, you've already heard a little bit about Bloom Birth Pools, but you will hear more about it in this episode because she is the owner. She also gives birth at home in a pool, (laughs) um, which is a coincidence, and she has such a lovely story. She goes from wanting a hospital birth and not being keen at all, or even thinking about home birth, thinking that people who had home births are just like a little bit loopy, to then actually having her own home birth and totally changing her mindset around birth. So I think you're going to love this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. I will let you jump into it with Tegan and I'd love to hear from you. Hey Tegan, thanks so much for joining me on the Kiwi Birthdays podcast today. Thanks for having me Jordan. I'm honoured to be on the podcast. (laughs) No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yeah, so I'm Tegan Mitai. Um, I've got my husband Dylan, and we've got baby Osi, who's no longer a baby. She's just about to turn two. Um, hmm. I work. Wow, actually, I have a few hats. So <laughs> I'm trained as a lawyer, currently working in compliance. Um, and my husband and I own a CrossFit gym, and we're just about to launch a new business, which is Birth Pools. It's called Blue Birth Pools. Yeah, so cool. And I can't wait to hear more about that. And I'll definitely 
um, share on my Instagram because I know there'll be lots of people who listen to this podcast in New Zealand that are in the market for birth pools. So very <laughs> cool. <laughs> very cool. Awesome. And why don't you take us through what the journey to pregnancy was like for you and Dylan? Yeah, sure. So we um, we got married in April uh 21 yeah 21 um and pretty much post post wedding we were like you know that was kind of like yeah we're ready to have a child um so ain't nothing like a honeymoon to get started um (laughs) you know we didn't know what it was going to look like how long it would take um I have competed well we've both competed at high level sport although I never had any symptoms of like energy deficiency or anything you just never really know right so we decided Mm. to get straight into it um and much to our surprise, that was it. Uh, pregnant on the first go. Oh, wow. Amazing. And how were you feeling when you found out? Um, the, the only symptom that I really had, so I was working from home at the time, um, and at like 2 p.m. for some consecutive days, I was literally falling asleep at my desk. Mm. For no reason. Like nothing had changed. Um, and I'm, I'm not usually like a day napper, so I was like, oh, that's yeah. weird. Um, didn't really think anything of it. And then period was one day late and then it was two days late and then Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take a pregnancy test because I didn't want to get my hopes up and Mm -hmm. um, yeah I didn't want to get too excited too early but we were going to a concert on that Friday so I said to Dylan if my period hasn't come I'll take a test um, basically to find out whether I can drink or not and so that's what happened he went to work early Mm -hmm. that morning and I got up and took a test and lo and behold uh, there was two lines on that test Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And did you know like what to do from there? Did you like want a midwife for your care? Did you even know where to start? Like, talk us through what happened next. I laughed because I honestly had no idea and it hadn't even crossed yeah. my mind what you do when you figure out you're pregnant. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought you went to your doctor, which I guess is not the, mm. the wrong thing to do. So, I yeah. made an appointment with my doctor and she just basically sent me off for a blood test just to confirm. Um, and yeah that came through as yes definitely pregnant so um, I think she gave me some ferritin at that point and kind of sent me on my way and said go go find a midwife Um, which I don't know why but I sat on for a couple of weeks Um, and by the time I was about eight weeks I couldn't find a midwife because I was going to be um, well OC's due date was 20th of Jan so it was definitely in that kind of Christmas New Year's period which just makes it more difficult and the fact that midwives are kind of hard to come by these days anyway um yeah so I ended up calling my midwife friend and saying hey can you help me she had moved out of the area so she kind of did some calling around and she reckoned she called 10 midwives before one said yes so um yeah I live on the North Shore in Beach Haven and my midwife ended up being in Titarangi so it was a bit of a um it was about a 40 minute drive away so not not the closest midwife I could have got but she was amazing so um definitely all worked out in the end yeah cool nice and what about the rest of your first trimester so you turned into a day napper at the start (laughs) did that last (laughs) and did you get any other pregnancy symptoms in the first trimester yeah that actually went away pretty quickly um I trimester one was really smooth for me I, I didn't have any real symptoms I had a tiny bit of nausea around food but there was no vomiting or anything um yeah, yeah I, I felt pretty lucky so I really couldn't even tell I was pregnant in trimester one yeah amazing 
Awesome. And what about like all the testing and stuff that's offered to you in New Zealand in your pregnancy? Did you decide to do all of that? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, like I said, I, I, I didn't really, honestly, I hadn't even considered what really happens in pregnancy. So mm. um, yep, I had a midwife and basically CVS to all the standard testing that was offered. Um, yeah. When I think I was about 16 weeks, we went into lockdown. So that didn't really change too much, but it meant I did go to my scans by myself. Um, mm. I had the standard blood work done, glucose test, um, and ended up going to the anatomy scan which by myself, which is a little bit sad, but um, mm. I mean, that was just, that's just what happened at the times. And I'm sure there was people that went through worse things by themselves. So mm. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And what about the sex of your baby? Did you want to know that? And did you end up finding out? Yeah, I'm definitely someone that wants to find out. So <laughs> yeah. we we went to the 12 week scan together, and at that point, like, and we were caught off guard a little bit. But the sonographer was like, um, "Do you guys are you guys finding out what your baby is?" And we both said, "Yeah." And she's like, uh, "Do you want to know right now?" And we both like, uh, "Yeah." And <laughs> so then she told us it was a girl. Um, she said, "I'm not 100, percent but I'm pretty confident." And she was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Very cool. And talk us through uh, like your pregnancy journey in terms of birth education. Did you do antenatal classes? Um, yeah, how did you go about finding out more about birth? Yeah, we did. We decided to do antenatal classes um, and we did it slightly early, I think, because it was around that Christmas time. Um, and so we did it. We were basically the youngest or had the earliest baby in our group um which was yeah. quite nice in the end because everyone else went before us mm-hmm. um but yeah we did nest antenatal um and it was all online because we were in lockdown which was to be honest I didn't mind at all we're quite busy people so it was yeah. quite nice to just do it from the comfort of our own home um yeah. I was so green in terms of anything labor and pregnancy related I didn't remember oh I didn't know anything I remember being <laughs> super shocked to learn that there were even stages of labor so it was definitely like <laughs> a good thing that we did antenatal um I I mean you don't know what you don't know right um yeah so yeah we did that and then um we hadn't planned to do anything else but up until about 34 weeks I was like yep I'm having a hospital birth um it wasn't really a decision for me it just it was always what I was going to do and then I went to a midwife appointment and she said she was now offering home births, which was a change because she didn't originally, which didn't mm-hmm. bother me at all um, because I wasn't really interested. But because of the COVID situation and what that was presenting, like there was restrictions on who could go to the hospital and mm. that made me a little bit nervous. So I did start considering that home birth option, um, which is what led me to doing your birth project. Um, I was like, mm-hmm. man, I probably need to... Um, upskill myself a little bit here figure out a bit more (laughs) about what's going on um so yeah we did we did we started that around honestly it might have even been 36 weeks and I know we didn't get to the very end um but we did a a large chunk of it and I vividly remember some parts of it that (laughs) definitely like that was when the penny dropped for me about um birth environment and you made this analogy, I think it was with a cat and like yes. where they go to a cool, dark place to give birth. Yeah. And on, that was the moment the penny dropped for me. And I was like, hospital birth is not for me. I'm yeah. like a relatively private person. And I would, I knew I'd just go with whatever the care providers were telling me, even if mm. I didn't agree, if I was uncertain. Um, so I knew I needed to be in my home and 
or I could control who was there and the familiarity and that would allow me mm. to relax. So that kind of, um, yeah, helped me do a bit of a 360 and decided I was having a home birth. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously I was pretty open to whatever happened and I'd be okay with going to the hospital. Um, yeah. But in saying that, I don't think I even packed a hospital bag. So um, <laughs> yeah. And then I also read the, um, in a maze guide to childbirth that was oh, cool yeah yeah the other thing that I read yeah awesome I love that um cat analogy I think it's like just such <laughs> a good way of thinking about like the ideal birth environment Honestly, <laughs> so, it was so good yeah. I was just like that makes so much sense to me <laughs> yeah 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 awesome very cool and so how did you go so I think you said you were about 36 weeks when you started your birth project so how did you go about preparing for a home birth once you decided that that was what you wanted to do? Uh, immediately we got onto the, like getting a birth pool because that's what, um, that's the tool that I thought that I would use. So yeah, we just ordered that. Um, and then we kind of just like made our way through the course and we kind of did a video a night or a couple of night and just like chatted about it as we went, this is Dylan and I, in case that wasn't obvious. Um <laughs> And just to make sure that we're on the same page, I think we thought that was probably the most important thing. Um, yeah. We had just moved house. So we were in yeah, a new house and the house had no blinds. So that was going to create a bit of a interesting, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, depending whether it was day or night, we weren't quite sure, but we had came mm-hmm. up with a couple of plans depending on yeah what happened and had some makeshift blinds, et cetera, to, <laughs> to get us through. So that was pretty much... Apart from yeah. that and a whole bunch of towels, that's the only real prep that we did for having um, having OC at home. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And had you picked her name in your pregnancy or did you wait till she was born? Like, How did you go um, Yeah, with picking her name? We had a couple of names lined up um, and OC wasn't actually on that list, but she was born and then we decided that none of those names were the ones we wanted to use. Um mm-hmm. And then we were just so like obsessed with her and what was going on and like trying to figure out how to be parents that for a couple of weeks, she actually had no name. She was just called baby. <laughs> so yeah. um, one day we were like, okay, we got to do this like intentionally today. Otherwise, I don't know how long she's not going to have a name for. So <laughs> we started coming up with this big bank and like searched everywhere we could find. And um, among that, we found OC. And then, yeah, we knew that that was what we wanted to call it yeah beautiful very cool okay and talk us through the end of your pregnancy how were you feeling um what yeah what were you doing in preparation for birth were you doing antenatal expressing or anything trying to start your labor or prepare for that talk us through yeah talk us through all that I think it was about uh 34 weeks that we came out of lockdown so I hadn't really done any like shopping around or got in the last little bits and bobs that I wanted to. So we had a bit of lost time to make up for. So that kept me super um, preoccupied, I guess you could say. Um, so I, was, I wasn't rushing around, but I was definitely like had some jobs that I wanted to do. Um, yeah. I did do some antenatal expressing and that was probably the extent of um, my prep for birth or trying to bring on labor. Um, yeah. I tried perennial massage once and decided that that was too much admin and uncomfortable for me. And so I never did it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in, in stages of pregnancy, I mean, I had such, I was really lucky. I had such a, what I would say, easy pregnancy, um, no real symptoms. And saying that, like, I was in lockdown, so that slowed me right down. Yeah, there wasn't, yeah. There wasn't much to do apart from walking. And I ended up having SPD and some um 
pelvic joint pain so I didn't even walk in the end Mm -hmm. um so yeah I did some antenatal expressing and apart from that I was so preoccupied trying to get her stuff ready that I didn't really have time to think about anything else (laughs) yeah awesome cool okay and take us through your labor and birth story so did your labor start spontaneously how far along were you and what happened next I'm excited to hear it yeah, so I, um, my labor did start spontaneously. I had, Dylan and I had chatted. Um, I'd shown him some pictures of what I wanted my birth environment to look like, wherever we were going to be. So um, I kind of left that part with him. And um, we had a pool and a TENS machine. So I had options. Um, OC was due on the 18th of Jan and the night of the 19th. I was making like a little mobile for her room um, and I started getting some light, I guess what I would call period cramps. That's the only explanation I had. Um, Mm. I didn't want to get my hopes up. I was like, this could go on for weeks. Like who knows what's happening here. Mm -hmm. I kind of just went to bed. Um, And then in the middle of the night, I went to the toilet and I discovered that I'd lost my mucus plug. So I definitely got a bit of uh, adrenaline rush through me at that point. And again, <laughs> I was like, go back to bed. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I did message my midwife in the morning because I was due for a gross scan that day, I think, and a catch up with her. So I said, can I just cancel both and just see what's happen- what happens? Um, I'm mm. a little bit tired and just kind of want to chill. And she said, yeah, of course. Um, and that should come and see me the next day at home, which was cool. So... On the 20th, um, at about 6am, I definitely started feeling some niggles, and I said to Dylan, I think you should probably stay home from work today, which he was more than happy to oblige. Um, So he did stay home, and then it was definitely contractions, like they just, they were very manageable to start with, um, from about 6 to 10am-ish, they were just a few minutes apart, and yeah, I just, I popped on my TENS machine pretty much straight away and yeah, was just breathing through them and um, yeah, we just kind of chilled at home. My mom ended up coming over um, about nine-ish, I think. She was, had planned, well, I had planned for her to be there um, during the birth, so she came over just to help out with some stuff and then around about 10.30, my midwife came around to check up on me um, and she said, um, think your contractions are more than a few minutes apart honey um so she said do you want me to stay or do you want me to go and I can come back and I said no I'm happy for you to stay um and so she did and we kind of just chilled in the morning um Dills went off to set up the pool and because we didn't have any curtains or anything um he we actually did it in the garage because we also didn't know how hot it was going to be because it was jam um and it's a carpeted garage so it's not like a dingy garage it's quite nice Um, and it was also really really close to the water so that kind of all made sense so yeah we set it up in the garage um and then my midwife gave me a stretch and sweep um or she asked me if I wanted to and I said yeah why not she said I was about three centimeters um but she could stretch me up to five so she said things were yeah things were moving but who knows where to from here and I was all good with that um and then I think about midday, things started ramping up. Um, she told me to go walk the stairs. We've got some stairs in the house to maybe mm-hmm. see if that would move things along a little bit. Um, and I ended up going up the stairs and then contractions really started ramping up. So I basically stayed up there. I didn't even come back mm-hmm. down. 
And um, in hindsight, I can see that I transitioned up there. So I had two massive spews, um, which I wasn't expecting and honestly wouldn't have even known about unless I'd listened to a bunch of your Kiwi birth tales because there are Mm -hmm. definitely some ladies on there that um, have been through similar. So I was quite Mm. happy to, um, I guess, recognize what was going on there because I think it would have caught me a bit off guard otherwise. Um, Mm. I think it definitely caught my husband off guard. He was like, oh, my God, is she okay? So, (laughs) um, yeah, that happened up there and then – my midwife was like, okay, I'm just going to head off and make some calls. So she was calling around to see if she could find a second midwife um, because it seemed pretty obvious that this baby was coming today. So, mm. um, yeah, I breathe through a few. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. More contractions upstairs. Um, my mum was with me, and then just all of a sudden, I marched downstairs, and I was like, "I want to get in the pool." <laughs> and so I stripped off and stood in the pool, and it was still so hot because everyone had always said to us, "Like it's so hard to keep the pool hot. Make sure that you keep it hot until <laughs> she's ready mm. to get in." So I think it was like forty degrees, and we needed to bring it down to thirty-seven. So I was like standing in it without being able to like fully submerge and my midwife was trying to distract me and get me to read my information cards. And I just remember being like, what the hell? Now is really not the time. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards when we chatted, she was like, oh man, I was trying to distract you because I didn't want you to get in the water yet. Um, So Dylan had the hose in the pool trying to fill it with cold water and bring the temp down. And then as soon as it was all good, like I just fully immersed and was immediately struck with involuntary pushing, which again, I would not have known what that was had I not listened to um, yeah, many of the other mums mm. stories. So again, I was like, thank God I did some prep work for this. Um, <laughs> and I remember that being like an out of body experience. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe the noise that came out of my mouth. I was like, wow. Mm. Um, so that was, yeah, then I knew like, oh shit, it's happening. And <laughs> my midwife at the time was still in the kitchen, which is like just down the hall slightly. And my mum was like, um, I think this baby's coming. You might want to come <laughs> out here. And she was like trying to get a second midwife here. Um, and I think she had someone on her way, but they didn't know if she'd make it in time. So they ended up calling an ambulance just to be on standby who kind of just stayed outside. Um, they didn't come yeah. in at all. Um, but that was... Yeah, that was all good. And I do remember looking to the side and I saw these almighty scissors and I went, holy shit, is that what she's going to cut me with? Thinking like I was going to need an episiotomy. But Um, in hindsight or afterwards, I realized it was for cutting that umbilical cord. But it definitely (laughs) the willies up me at the time. I was like, oh my God. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I think I got in the pool like 115-ish and yeah, pretty much like the pushing started straight away. And at 2.01, she was born. So her head came out first and then we kind of 
she just stayed there for a little bit whilst we waited for the next um, big contraction. And then she was, yeah, out in a couple of pushes with her hand up by her face. So I did get um, a little tear, but honestly, I didn't even feel it because straight away I was just hit with the biggest high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, amazing. It sounds like the most incredible, <laughs> incredible birth experience. And it's like amazing that only a few weeks before that you were like set on a hospital birth and then that's how it all worked out it's very cool yeah I was I definitely am super happy that I chose the home birth option um yeah and I I have I did have a friend that had a home birth about a year earlier and honestly I was that friend that you didn't tell you were having a home birth because Mm. not because I was like yeah I wouldn't try and change anything or say anything but they just knew that I was like I was a hospital kind of person um, yeah yeah but yeah it was it was really lovely yeah amazing and so when she was born did like you bring her straight up to your chest and did you stay in the water talk us through like the next half an hour or so after birth yeah so I was um leaning over the pool and then so she was kind of coming up backwards facing facing up up to the sky but um yeah. my midwife kind of passed her back through my leg under the water and then put her straight on my chest um and I just remember that that feeling of holding them for the first time like I'll never forget how warm and squishy she was and um I I just could not believe that she was in my arms Mm -hmm. Um, I was so happy and I was happy that she was here and relieved that the birth was over Mm. and I do remember in that first five minutes she came out thinking to myself do not ever forget how painful that was Um, (laughs) I was definitely overtaken by just yeah how amazed I was that she was here and that yeah that we finally had a daughter um so yeah they put her on my chest or my midwife put her on my chest um and then I fed her in the pool um to try and also help um get my placenta out but they were like next time you have a contraction you know push but I honestly felt like my contraction said stop I don't know if I was just on such a high that I couldn't feel anything anymore but um, yeah, they would, my midwife and the second midwife was telling me to push when I felt another contraction, but I really couldn't feel anything. So mm. I ended up giving OC to Dylan and he had some skin to skin just on the stairs beside us, um, which was really nice as well. And then she just said, maybe just try and stand up. And I stood up and my placenta literally just slipped out. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that was also, I know that that can sometimes not be as easy of a part. So that was nice mm. to kind of have that um done as well and then they just dragged me off and took me to the spare room because I did need a couple of stitches um yeah yeah, and my midwife in the second did well stitched me up and administered some medication via my rectum which took me by surprise at the time (laughs) I couldn't quite believe it but I actually didn't care because I have my baby and the oxytocin (laughs) was definitely flowing thick so I was happy yeah yeah amazing cool and what sort of happened from there like did your midwives hang around for a bit or yeah talk us through like that first day at home with your baby yeah the the second midwife took off pretty quick so that was fine because um yeah I didn't really know her and there was no complications so that was all good but afterwards um I went up to have a shower my mum took me to have a shower upstairs and my midwife came too because she was a little bit concerned about um the bleeding and she was asking me to like try and pee in the shower but I couldn't so she ended up giving me some kind of injection in my leg I honestly don't know what it was but 
yeah. I think it was to help my uterus contract and then to let me let my bladder kind of do its thing. Um, so I had a shower upstairs, got changed and got all fresh and then went downstairs and we all just kind of chilled in the lounge. My dad and sisters came over, um, or sister. Um, yeah, we chilled in the lounge and FaceTimed Dylan's family because they live down in Huntley. Um, and just, yeah, hung out for a few hours and had pizza and I just wanted mm-hmm. orange juice and cookies. So that's what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just kind of talked about it and it was, yeah, super lovely. Um, I think that was part of the highlight for me is that, you know, I could have, I had whoever I wanted there. It was my house. I was super comfy. Um, and there was just none of that external noise that I guess mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have wanted if I went into hospital. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. And how did you go with like latching her on and with feeding initially in those first few days? How did you find yeah the next couple of days adjusting to everything being a new mom? I laugh because I I don't think I thought about feeding her for like the first couple of hours. I didn't even consider that she she had also <laughs> been through birth and like might be really hungry. So yeah. um, my midwife kindly suggested that maybe I like to try feed her. Um, and I did. And I definitely really struggled with one side. Um, and she said like, do you want to go to birth care? And I, I said I did. I thought that I might like to go. So um, she checked up in Walkworth but they were actually completely full so they couldn't take us Mm. um and then we ended up deciding to go to Waitakere for a night which sounds really weird considering we wanted to have a home birth but um we went to Waitakere for the night just to I don't know see how it went overnight and have people on call if we needed them Um, we actually made a lot of use of the lactation consultant that was there so she really helped me um with that initial feeding she gave me a shield because I was struggling um to latch OC on and yeah. I think that made a huge difference I think we would have had a very different um feeding journey had we not gone there so it was still mm. a little bit of a struggle to begin with which I know that is for a lot of people um but yeah I was grateful to have had someone look over that from day dot um we yeah. left pretty early the next morning but um yeah and then feeding was yeah, relatively straightforward. I mean, she definitely chewed up my nipples a bit and there was some pain and <laughs> wincing, but we persevered and um, I did end up breastfeeding her for almost the first year. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. And did you keep the shield for that time or was it only initially that you used it? I did use it for about three months, I think. Um, and then I just uh, started using started like kind of as my nipples healed and I felt more confident, like I just started yeah. trying without it. Um, yeah. And we ended up being fine. Um, so that was, that was good. She also took a bottle from about two weeks because of COVID. Um, we own a CrossFit gym and we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. Like if we mm-hmm. both need to be at the gym or I don't know. So we decided that we'd try on a bottle early just so we had options. Um, yeah. And she took to that well. So yeah, we were quite lucky that we did have options I guess yeah yeah awesome cool and yeah talk us through like what happens from there so how did you go with your physical recovery from birth and did you notice like a drop in hormones or any of the baby blues that how are you feeling mentally um in those first few weeks and months adjusting to life as a mum? yeah I didn't notice considerably any um drops I did 
Um, I didn't have the baby blues, so I was very aware and kind of like kind of looking yeah. out for it. Um, yeah. But I didn't have that. I honestly had more of a post-wedding blues. I was like, and I knew what that <laughs> felt like. I was like, yes. days after the wedding, I was like, I am so sad. Like, I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> not even just sad that it was over. I was just like, I am sad. So I was kind of like prepared for, um, yeah, prepared for the baby blues, I guess, but they didn't come. Um, and then... I think also like Dills and I are really close with our family. So we had so much support and we were so lucky for that. Um, his family would often come up and, you know, that was so helpful. And my mum would come around at about three o'clock every day, which was such a nice like mental relief, I guess, because mm. there was definitely some anxious times. I think just not knowing what you were doing and, you know, all those things that come with navigating a new journey. Um, yeah. But yeah, my mum would pop around every afternoon. So I was very grateful for that, which I think stopped any kind of major spiraling. Not that I thought that was coming, but you know, it just mm. helped keep me help keep me sane, basically. Um yeah, and I didn't I didn't notice any major hormone shifts. Um I did return to exercise around three to four months. So um that was nice and that was I wouldn't say it was a straight journey, but um yeah, I managed to continue exercising after that, which again made me feel good. Um, and yeah, I think I felt like I returned to my me or my the body that I knew um, in in good time. Yeah, 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 awesome. And what about you and Dylan? Like, how did you go with sharing the load of parenting? And like, it's just such a huge change in your relationship. So, how have you found that? Yeah, initially, I, I think we were very conscious of it. And so we worked super hard on it. Um, and we sh- obviously, like, he there were so many times he's like, I don't know what I can do. Like, I mm. want to help you more, but um, you feed her and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was just grateful for even the thought. And mm. the amount of times that I sat down to breastfeed and I was like, oh, can you get my bottle? I was like, surely Sudi's going to be like, can you get your bottle? But um, he was so good, so patient. And she was, we were really lucky. She was such a good sleeper for the first six months. Like she was sleeping through the night from about three weeks. And Mm. and trust me, that didn't last. But for three weeks to six (laughs) months, like I think that period is such a huge adjustment. And to have her sleeping, which meant we slept, um, was a game changer. And, you know, it didn't impact us hugely. Whereas once we found our feet, she kind of, did the whole five nights five times a night waking up thing which by then we had adjusted and found our new life yeah. so we were kind of more yeah. ready to deal with that part of it um yeah so yeah we yeah it was relatively smooth for us to start with I think as she got older and busier that's when we struggle a little bit more but um yeah again like we just reminded ourselves all the time like everything's just a phase and it did everything passed yeah. with time um yeah and then comes the next part of the journey yeah awesome cool and I know so you sort of said that you like got back into exercise and um started feeling you know like good started feeling good and like you yourself again so how did you go um from a work perspective so what did that look like running your own business and um you've obviously got the CrossFit gym and then were you still a lawyer at the time as well what did it look like returning to work you. Yeah, I, t- I did take the first year off. So um, I took the first year off the legal job, um, yeah. which was nice. The gym still 
we still ran the gym. Um, yeah. So within, I don't know, I think four weeks or I went back to coaching, which, which was nice because it was like an hour out for me as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that part of it was actually fine. I, like if I didn't want to go back and coach, I didn't have to. So I did yeah. I made a decision yeah. that I wanted to. Um, and I just kept running the admin from home, which I would just do in her sleep time or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of home time to begin with. So that part was actually fine. Um, yeah. And we're used to being relatively busy. So it was kind of fine just to continue like that. Um, not having my other job was was enough of a relief for me um, to feel yeah. like I was just kind of pottering along at my own pace. Um, yeah. yeah. And then at one year, I went back to work uh, three and a half days a week. So but at the same time, OC went into daycare. So that was kind of a smooth transition as well. Yeah, um, cool. And yeah, all kind of just evolved what seemed like naturally as she kind of um, progressed, we did too. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Awesome. And you've obviously, like, you're about to launch uh, Bloom Birth Pools. So talk us through that journey. How did you decide that you wanted to start that? And yeah, what has the journey looked like to your upcoming launch? Yeah, so um, it's taken a long time, partly because while <laughs> I work, we have a gym and also the birth of OC, um, <laughs> but we're just about there. So I think it wasn't until after birth that I realized how important and how much the positive experience of birth actually meant to me um, and that I was super grateful to have had Alicia, my midwife, plant the initial home birth seed, um, which was definitely the reason I ended up even considering that was an option mm. in the first place. So I I had this preconception, and I'm sure probably more people than just me feel like this, but I had a preconception that home birth was a bit of a risky option. And like mm. and I also thought that birthing in the water was yuck. Like those were my two <laughs> yeah. those were my two things about birth. I was like, no, nope, not at home and no, nope, not in the water. Yeah, um, I love it. I love where you've ended up to, you know, it's so great. <laughs> and then after doing your birth project, and honestly, I realized so much like the impact of your birth environment which mm. was not a consideration that I had beforehand um and how much that yeah impacts your experience and your ability to control the controllables it just made so much sense to me that birthing at home was what I wanted to do um during my pregnancy I was following like every birth photographer I could possibly find <laughs> um and seeing all these beautiful moments captured which kind of afterwards like obviously they were still all through my feed um led to me exploring the idea of a prettier birth pool um <laughs> looking back at my photos there's this big stark pool and like a huge plastic sheet it was literally like a plastic sheet that went inside the pool and like hanged yeah. all over the edges um underneath me and it felt like a big piece of plastic as well so um the goal was to kind of bring the aesthetics of the pool to match the beauty of the moment that is birth um because yeah it, it seemed like misaligned to me at the moment so we thought about all the things that we did and didn't like about the pool that I had um and then designed this new product which in a nutshell is basically a beautiful birth pool that goes with what could be a beautiful serene moment as well yeah amazing and they are beautiful that's the first thing I thought when I saw the pictures of them they look so lovely thank you amazing awesome and so when is launch 
Um, they'll be here on the 9th of Feb. So I'm guessing it'll take me a few days to get them out of customs. I don't know, maybe even a week mm-hmm. or so. But basically, they'll be available mid-Feb. So, um, yeah, we've um, got a website underway. So that's that'll be up and running soon. And um, you can just follow us along on Instagram to see what's happening. And there's a little link in there that um, basically to update you when, when they've arrived. Yeah. Oh, good. Awesome. Amazing. Well, it has been so lovely to talk to you today, Tegan, and I love the journey from like how you initially <laughs> thought about birth <laughs> to where you've ended up and that it's actually brought you into like the birth world in the yeah, birth state. Um, crazy yeah. to look back on. Like I, I can't tell you how much, like I always knew I was going to be a mum and well, hoped I was going to be a mum. Um, but yeah, how I thought I'd birth and where I've ended up is just you couldn't be more polar opposite if you tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, I'm just super grateful that you're willing to come on and share your story. And I'm really looking forward to the launch of Bloom Birth Pools. I'll make sure that I pop the link in the show notes and share it on Instagram as well so everyone knows where to find you. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I hope you have enjoyed it. I really loved speaking with Tegan and think her story is so lovely. If you want to check out Bloom Birth Pools, I've tagged it in the show notes and I'll make sure I tag it in the socials as well. Such a beautiful option if you're giving birth in New Zealand and you're planning on a home birth. And I just, yeah, I'm obsessed with how they've made the birth pools look. So make sure you go and check those out. I will be back with another birth story episode for you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.